In this episode, I'm sharing the 20 things I think are the key pillars for health. It's your blueprint to be physically and mentally strong and overall the best version of yourself. The truth is to have a life that most people don't have, we have to be willing to do things that most people aren't willing to do. But it's choosing your hard, right? It's choosing the pain now or dealing with the pain later. Now, I am clearly not a doctor or an actual expert, but I have spent thousands of dollars researching this stuff and trying it out on myself and spent thousands of dollars with really smart, innovative doctors to try to learn how to feel our best, live as long as possible, and be proactive about our health rather than treating the symptoms with medication. The best part about all of this, if you're willing to give some of them a try, you will feel so good in so many ways, you will crave more of it. I promise. No diets, no fitness fads. It's your long-term plan for becoming the superhuman version of yourself. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. This episode is freaking fire. I'm telling you, it is fire. There's no other way to say it. That is not me being egotistical, not at all. It's just this episode is so jam-packed with so many, so many good-for-you things. I'm just so excited that I finally have it all condensed and written out and laid out in such a clear way. I have read so many books. I've talked to so many doctors. I spent so much money. I've done the research so that you don't have to. Now, of course, this is a forever journey. I definitely don't think I have all the answers. I don't think I'm an expert, but I do know that I put the time in, I put the work in, and these things I really believe are not really disputable. There's no chance that you will not benefit. Now, as we go through this list of 20 key pillars of health that I think are so important to integrate into your daily life, pick a few. Pick a few that start that sound interesting to start with or sound exciting or you think that you need the most. And I'm telling you, you will feel so good by making these changes and 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 not trying to do all 20, especially if your lifestyle is very different now. Just start with one or two. Baby step into these. But I'm telling you, by having these list it out. Make sure you look at the show notes and maybe even like take notes or put this by your bathroom sink or like on your desk or your nightstand just to have a summary of like all the things that are so good for you. So good for you. Okay. We're talking mentally strong. We're talking physically strong. We're talking about living in a happy headspace. Good for you in so many ways for longevity, for functioning well in your last decade of life, for avoiding disease and sickness, um, for feeling fulfilled and creating your own definition of success and having short-term and long-term happiness and treating your body well so that it functions well for you now and in the long term. 
all those reasons and so many more are why I really wanted to do this podcast, 20 Key Pillars of Health to Integrate into Your Daily Life. Let's go. First one, get sunlight. Now, experts say that early morning sunlight is best if you can. Now, I know that's tricky for some people where you live maybe or with weather or with schedules and work or what time you get up. Like I know sometimes I get up and I'm moving before the sun's even up and then my day kind of gets going when the sun is up. So it can be tricky. So I think morning sunlight is best, especially for your your rhythms. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm up and I'm getting sunshine. It's, it's the best in the morning, but any time in the day, get natural sunlight, right? Vitamin D, we need it. Next, lift weights, preferably heavy weights. I have been doing so much learning and listening and reading about how as a society, we are under muscled. Like we think of ourselves more as overweight as a society, but which that that can be true to some degree. But I think that more than that, we are under muscled. We need to lift weights to be strong and for longevity and for the function of our body, right? And beyond that, it's confidence, it's self-esteem, it's liking the way you look, it's feeling strong. So, so far, get sunlight, lift weights, preferably heavy weights. If you're not lifting weights at all now, then work your way up, but make the goal be heavy weights. Next. The four things I think everyone should be taking, and again, this is not just me saying it, this is me doing the research for you, um, diving into all the leading experts in the industry. Um, the Huberman Lab is one of my favorites, and um, the new longevity book, why is it? It's on my, it's it's literally on my dining, my my family room table right now, I'll remember it, the longevity book that just came out that's like, a thousand pages and it goes through all these things about longevity and how to move for longevity and how to function, how to function now and make decisions now. So your next, so your last 10 years, your last decade, you are, you are functioning well and you're picking up your grandchildren or whatever your goals are. Um, you're able to do it right. Not just thinking about now. Oh, outlive. That's outlive by Peter Atia. That's what it is. Um, so reading those books and every interview that these guys are doing, and then also guys in the fitness space and the supplement space and the nutrition space. I love listening to experts on all the different things, sleep habits, um, habits themselves, hydration, cold plunge, sauna, how to do it, when to do it. I'm obsessed with all of it. And I, I myself do blood work every 90 days. I do, sometimes I'll do a full, um, like an extensive panel, or I'll do something with a new company. I'll measure my heavy metals, or I'll do a stool test, or I'll do a urine test, different things. But every 90 days, no matter what, I do a full blood panel just to see where I'm at, where how things are going. Um, I want my, you know, my sugar levels low. Like I want to make, I want to see as I make adjustments, how I'm getting healthier and how I'm getting stronger and how it's showing up in my blood work. So if you're not doing something like that now, it's not as hard and complicated as it seems. You can just ask your doctor for a blood order. Um, and then you can kind of learn, you can go through the results with your doctor, or I've even just learned, you know, the basics of what it all means. And it shows you the parameters that you want to be in anyway. So it's not too hard to read yourself. So 
I really study this is the point. Like I I nerd out on it. I love it so much. And I really listen to the experts and listen to the studies and all that type of thing. So that's that's where it comes from. Next, get seven to eight hours of good sleep. That means high quality, uninterrupted sleep. Next, consume a high protein diet. And I've been reading more and more about this. Eat more protein and eat bigger meals because then you're eating less often and you're having less cravings. The protein will fill you up and keep you full longer and give you energy. You know those days when you're kind of thinking about food all the time, like it's like I just ate and kind of hungry again or I'm thinking about food. I really love and I've tested this myself and and talked to other very smart people and doctors and, and people in the fitness industry about this. I really think that our bodies function really well eating most like a protein heavy meal where protein is the priority more than anything else and eat bigger meals. So then you are nice and full. You can move on. You have lots of energy and you have less cravings, like less of that, like picking, picking at everything throughout the day. I feel like I went too quickly over the sleep thing. I've done podcast episodes entirely only on sleep, and I feel like there are so many tips. And some of the tips um, are part of my list of 20. So I guess we'll finish the list of 20, then we'll kind of circle back and see how they re- relate. Um, it's like no, like food and – actually, let's do those. So when it comes to sleep, no food – two to three hours before sleep. Now, doctors will will tell you the very detailed science behind this, but really all we need to know is the body, when we're eating, it needs to really work to digest. It's the most energy that our body spends doing anything, right? So if you can stop eating two to three hours before, you're not gonna go to bed super full, your body will stop that kind of like active digestion process and you'll be able to sleep better right? It's also better not to go to bed with a full belly or eat in bed type thing. That can be hard for me. Like if my kids, if I take my my kids like, we want a snack and I go down with them, like I want a snack too. For me, if I stay out of the kitchen, I'm just, I don't even crave it. I don't think about it. But if I'm down there with them, that's what it's tricky for me. Um, The other thing with The other thing on our top 20 key pillars of health, I think are no screens before bed, no screens at wake up, and no screens in bed at all. For me, I think this is one of the hardest things that most people say that is the hardest for most people to do because it's such a lifestyle change. But I think if you do it, this is one of the ones off of this list that will that will change your routine and maybe your connection with people that live with you so much, right? Imagine if you never had screens before bed never right when you wake up, and not in bed at all. So there's never laying and scrolling happening, right? Like you just determined that you're not going to, whatever that time is for you, two hours before bed, one hour before bed, or one hour when you wake up kind of thing. Like let's not shoot for, let's not make it unrealistic, but just make it like, okay, an hour before bed, I'm not going to do screens. When I wake up, and I'm, and I'm going to be one hour at least before I plug in and start kind of checking things, right? And then the no screens in bed thing I think is just genius because it makes you wind down. It makes you connect with your your spouse or your partner or it just makes you connect with yourself and your thoughts for the day. Like I think that so many of us, the days just roll into the next day because we have a busy, busy day and then we kind of like chill out on social media, which I don't think is always bad. But I think right before bed, it's kind of like then you just fall asleep scrolling and wake up. It's like we need time to like 
decompress, reflect on our thoughts of the day, remember important things from the day. I think it's very important for memory, for important things to not just constantly, you know, be swiping and and being entertained. So no food two to three hours before bed, no screens before bed, no screens at wake up, and no screens in bed. Next, prioritize hydration with electrolytes. Salt and water is absolutely, or or electrolytes, is the best pre-workout you could ever do. Hydrate. It's just like max hydration. Focusing on it. I will never go a day without using an electrolyte stick, an electrolyte packet at one or two. Um, oftentimes I'll do one first thing in the morning before a workout and then I'll do another one at lunch or in the afternoon just because it makes me feel like deeply hydrated and I feel like it's just like a natural energy kick. I love, love, love it. And I think it's the way to real hydration is hydrating with electrolytes. I love the Flav City ones. All the flavors are awesome. Next, stretch daily for recovery, for longevity, for flexibility. I think for some people, this is easier to do in the morning, like first thing in the morning to kind of stretch to get your day going. Instead of getting right into a workout, you kind of stretch and wake up that way. I think for other people um, in the evening is a really good time to do it because it's kind of like wind down, get ready for bed, reflect on the day, you know, kind of like yoga stretch type thing. And listen, it only it can only be five minutes, and 10 minutes. It's just a matter of trying it out and realizing that you can make so much progress by stretching mentally and physically for flexibility, for flexibility over time. As we get older, it's more difficult to do all the things we could do when we were young, right? So we need to train. We need to train by stretching, being flexible, um, being able to pick things up off the floor, you know, kind of do those type of movements. Next, take a cold shower or a cold plunge. And the one after that is take a hot bath or a sauna. Now, listen, I'm sure you've heard all the latest kind of craze, but I really don't think it's a fad as far as sauna and cold plunge. Or or make it easier, make it faster, you could also do a really cold shower or take a hot bath. Now, even though a hot bath is obviously not the same thing as a sauna, it's similar, right? And I love giving options that are similar that are free, There are so many things on this list that you can do that really don't cost you any money, just your time and honestly, the knowledge to do it and the idea to do it. So you come home, you're like, wow, I have two hours to myself rather than just, you know, doing like a Netflix night. Maybe you're like, oh, all right, I'm going to put ice cubes in the bathtub and I'm going to try out a cold plunge. Then I'm going to take a really nice, you know, hot shower type thing. Not everyone has access to a sauna. We just, I had wanted one for 10 years. We just got one not too long ago. Um, So, or there are sauna places where you could get, um, where you could go and and maybe you do it once a week and you go for a sauna session and it's a form of self-care and recovery. And I think it's just so good for the body. Again, all these things could have podcast topics on their own, all about the benefits of cold plunge and sauna. But I think incorporating those into our daily life in some way or some version of it is so helpful. Let's get into some headspace. Next, protect your happy headspace. I do so many podcasts on this because I think that when we're talking about health, 
our body knows when we're stressed. Even if you even if you can be happy through it, your body knows and remembers stress. It just does. So our job is to protect our happy headspace. The next one is similar. Eliminate everything negative and lean into the positive. It's essential. It is essential. Reduce or eliminate the negative interactions, thoughts, conversations in your life and lean into and and like nourish the, the positive. Next, do some grounding. Feel the earth. If you've never done this, it might sound a little bit woo-woo, but I'm telling you, any opportunity you have, take your shoes off, stick your feet in grass, sand, the ocean, even like kick your feet around like a, your pool or pool water or or on a walk. Take your shoes off for a minute. I'm telling you, grounding is real. Feeling the earth, it just it helps you get out of the routine of things and makes it, it like it makes you be present in the moment and sort of like take a deep breath and like be where your feet are literally and figuratively. I love it. Like when I first heard about grounding, I was like, that's a little extreme. I'm supposed to put my feet on wet grass and it's going to, you know, like somehow give me clarity. But I'm telling you, um, there's definitely something behind it and there's lots of science behind it. And just kind of like connecting with the earth, doing something different makes you, it makes you get out of the routine and it makes you kind of like connect with the earth in a different way. Next, be careful of your liquid calories. So that's coffee drinks, juices, soda, and booze. There is so much added sugar, mostly sugar, and also artificial ingredients in all of those coffee drinks, juices, soda, and booze that you could have a really healthy lifestyle, but maybe you just have one or two habits. Maybe you have the same Starbucks drink in the morning and you have no idea, but it has like 45 grams of sugar and it's just like destroying your day of health and you might not even realize it and it might just be part of your routine. It can be snuck in so many different things. Same thing with booze. Maybe you have uh, like three margaritas a couple nights a week. That can not only make you not feel as good because of the heavy amounts of sugar and the liquid calories, um, but also if you are trying to lose weight or maintain a healthy weight, liquid calories can sneak up and you might not even realize them. So be careful of your liquid calories. I'm not a calorie counter. I'm not a diet person. I'm not a, a fad person, but I do think thinking about liquid calories is very beneficial for your overall health. Next, Reduce or eliminate refined sugar and carbs. The best way I've found is by adding in more fruit and other healthy healthy dessert options. I do not believe in depriving or not leaning into a craving when you have it. I think it's important to live and enjoy, but there are so many healthier options out there. So first, when you are looking for options for refined sugar or refined carbs, I love fruit. And of course, making your own desserts or finding local places that have things that are natural without any refined sugar. So that's going to be things that are sweetened with coconut sugar or maple syrup. I've done lots of podcast episodes. You can just go to howtobeawesomeateverything.com, type in sugar, type in health, 
type in protein, and you'll see all the different podcast episodes I've done on this, but I love healthy swaps because I think that once you get used to eating the healthier version of things, at first it might not taste as good, but I'm telling you, once you feel better, you weigh less if that's your goal, you kind of don't have those like cravings after like those post-sugar cravings or kind of jittery feelings, you, you will love it. You'll learn to love the taste of it even more and you'll love the way it makes your your body feel. So that tip, reduce or eliminate refined sugar and refined carbs. Think fruit first and then other healthy kind of um, non-refined sugar options. Next, getting in your steps. I think the number is 10,000 steps per day because I think movement throughout the day is key, but it depends on where you're at now. If some, if most days your average is three or 4,000, then let's make our goal seven or 8,000 steps per day. But I think if you can get to 10,000 steps per day, that is like rock star status and that should be your new minimum standard for how many steps you get in per day. Even if you're working out every day, movement throughout the day is key. You can't do one workout and then sit most of the rest of the day. We need movement. It's how we were built. It's how we function best. And mentally, it is how you will feel the most mentally strong and alert and happy and vibrant, right? Moving our bodies always makes us feel better. Couple more. Get uncomfortable often and do hard things. We need to train to be tough and anti-fragile. That's just the bottom line. Life is hard. We are going to have obstacles to overcome. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have failures. People are going to do wrong to us. We need to train to be tough and we need to train not to be fragile. So when life is hard, we're able to deal with it and be strong and make good decisions and not and not crumble because we just weren't prepared. And along these same lines, life is hard but we have to choose our hard, right? Like waking up at 5 a.m. every day to work out is hard, but being 50 pounds overweight is harder. You choose your hard, right? That's the bottom line. Choose your hard, and I'd much rather choose the hard thing up front than deal with the the hard thing later, which could be weight gain. It could be disease. It could be several, several compounding factors just because you haven't taken care of your body like you could. Next, create and live by your own definition of success. If you've listened to the last few podcast episodes, I've talked a ton about this and it's all about defining what success means to you, not worrying what other people think and making sure what you're striving for is what you really want. Like it's your goal. You're not just working to work at a certain corporation or a finance firm or working to become a lawyer or whatever it is because that's what other people will think is impressive or that's what your parents want you to do or that's what's expected in your culture or your society. There's so many examples of this. But I think the more people I talk to, the more I realize that so many people are striving towards things that they weren't intentional about choosing, that somehow one thing kind of just led to the next and they just kind of got in this system, this routine, this this 
this, I don't know, this um, plan that they might not have even really consciously decided was their ideal. Like that's my definition of success. That's the pursuit I want to take. That's progress to me. That's happiness. That's joy. That's fulfillment. It's so important to create and live by your own definition of success and nobody else's. And our last one, number 20, have fun, laugh, and celebrate. Invest time in building your tribe. This is so important. Friends and family, your girlfriends, like your close crew is so important. And the way to make those relationships strong is by investing time in them. Have fun, laugh, and celebrate. I love this as a number 20 because it's just so important for our overall health. I think a lot of times when things are stressing or maybe you have something that you're really worried about right now, those are the first things that we compromise on, right? Like, we're, I don't, I'm not in the mood to go out. I'm not in the mood to have fun. I'm not in the mood to get together and be social. But by laughing and leaning into celebrations and celebrating big and making a big deal about your own successes or other people's or even better, the pursuit right? Like for me, the celebration is in the effort, how hard you tried and what you put into it and giving it your all. Thinking about celebrations in a way of not the traditional celebrations, right? Not just celebrate a bridal shower and uh, a wedding shower and a birthday, but like what about if someone studied really hard for the bar exam or just worked hard towards anything and celebrating the actual effort and the process more than how it turned out and the actual result. Because that's what, that's the most important. The magic is in the effort and the growth and the progress and the consistency and putting in the hard work. And I just love the idea of celebrating, celebrating those things, celebrating those moments, those wins, those life moments for you, you, your own, and for the people you love, your kids, if you have them, your friends. I just think that the more we can think about having fun and laughing and celebrating, the overall happier we will be. Now I'm telling you all these, I feel like that was very wordy, but these are so clear to me, so crystal clear. I'm going to go back through all 20 quickly so that you can kind of really wrap your mind around all of the different items. And I'm telling you, this is the foundation for a happy headspace, a healthy body, strong mentally and physically, making good choices, getting good rest. It's just all so important. Okay, here we go. All 20. Ready? Get sunlight. Lift weights. Take your supplements. Take daily multivitamin creatine, magnesium, and collagen. Those, I don't think I touched on this the first time we went through this list. So now listen, everybody's body is different, but I think that those are widely researched to be so beneficial for everyone, especially our aging bodies, which we all are, right? Daily multivitamin, creatine, magnesium, and collagen, I think are the key, key, key. Okay, let's start back up at the top. Get sunlight, lift weights, take those vitamins, Get seven to eight hours of good sleep. Consume a high-protein diet. Prioritize hydration with electrolytes. Stretch daily. Take a cold shower or a cold plunge. Take a hot bath or a sauna. 
protect your happy headspace, eliminate everything negative and lean into the positive, do some grounding or feel the earth, no screens before bed, no screens at wake up and no screens in bed, no food two to three hours before sleep, careful of your liquid calories, reduce or eliminate refined sugar and carbs, get in your steps every day, ideally 10,000 steps, get uncomfortable often and do hard things, create and live by your own definition of success, and last, have fun, laugh, and celebrate. These things will not only help you to feel awesome, they are the natural medicine for so many things like stress, exhaustion, constipation, low muscle mass, inflammation, headaches, trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, brain fog, negative thoughts, and feelings of wanting more out of life. I'm telling you, treat the cause, not the symptom. That's the that's like the punchline. Treat the cause. Take care of your body as best you can, and then you won't have symptoms later that you'll try to treat by treating the actual symptom, but not going to the root cause of how do we course correct? How do we actually change what we do on the daily so that this is not an issue? I feel like not 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 in a political statement way at all, but just saying I feel like we are so over-medicated because... even the best doctors just don't have that much time. When they come in, they're not asking you your full story of your whole life and how much are you sleeping? What are you really eating? What's your stress level? What's your job like? What's your home like? What time are you waking up? What time are you going to sleep? How many grams of protein are you eating? Are you getting outside? Are you under fluorescent lights all day? Do you like your job? Are you happy in your marriage? Like So many, all these things, we are all complicated human beings. And in order to really get to the root of issues, oftentimes you need to ask all the questions. And I don't think that our current medical and healthcare system is set up that way. So we prescribe, right? We prescribe to treat the symptom rather than digging in deep. So that is actually an uplifting thing because we can do that ourselves. We have the power of knowledge and we can learn from the smartest people on the planet for free by listening to podcasts and d- watching YouTube videos. And you can buy audiobooks, but I'm telling you, you don't need to spend a dime to get all the information about whichever one of these, you know, whichever one of these aspects of life you feel like you need the most or that's the most interesting to you because it's all out there for free. You just have to go and get it. That's the best part. We can figure it out for ourselves by really being honest with ourselves, figuring out the different ways that we often don't make the best decisions for ourselves and figure out how to get to feeling good again. And it may be a long path there, but listen, it's the only option, right? We can't just keep going down a a path that gets us every year a little bit more overweight and a little bit more unhealthy because then one day we're going to be diagnosed with something and we'll be on medications our whole lives and have plans for surgery and all these things. Like I'm telling you, the hard now is so much better than the hard later because it will come, you know? I am telling you. And if you do the hard things and get uncomfortable and train to be tough and anti-fragile, it's like a challenge. 
you welcome it, even if it sucks and even if it's hard and even if it's uncomfortable because it feels so good. It increases your confidence so much when you tell yourself, I'm going to do this. And then you do it. You live up to what you told yourself you were going to do. That's how you increase deep confidence. I really, really believe that's how you prove to yourself that you are the person that you say you are. You're the type of person that's going to do the things, make the new choices, do the new routine that you know is best for your body, best for your health, best for your family, all the people around you. It's not selfish to take time to do these things. In fact, it's it's the opposite in so many ways. If you have kids, your kids see you prioritizing your health, and that's so beneficial for them. And also, when you do all these things, and listen, the one thing I will say is it's so time-consuming. Like if I did every single thing I wanted to do for health and and fitness and nutrition, if I wanted to do every single thing every day, I could spend the entire day. And I'm a very fast, efficient person. I could spend the entire day. Think about it. If you woke up and you're like, I'm going to get some sunlight and work on my steps. All right, I'm going to go for an hour walk around the neighborhood. Then you come home, you hydrate with electrolytes, you lift heavy weights, you take your creatine, your magnesium, your collagen, and your daily vitamin. Then you could say, okay, I'm going to go to a sauna, right? I'm going to go to a sauna place. Then maybe you go to a cold plunge place or you come home and you get an icy cold bathtub. Then you decide you're going to stretch. Then you're going to meditate to protect your happy headspace. Then you're going to go outside and do some grounding. You know what I mean? Like it could take you all day. And listen, on a day like a Saturday or a Sunday, depending on what your life is like, maybe that's what you want to do. And maybe you'll feel so good just like focusing on your health. And the best thing is it's so good for your mental health, moving the body, getting physical, getting uncomfortable, eating in a way that your body functions best, lifting weights, all those things. It's not just so good for you physically, but it's, and, and, you know, kind of your internal health, but so good for your mental health as well. The stronger we are physically, the stronger we are mentally. It's just, there is a confidence that comes from it that's unlike anything else. And it's like, listen, if I did that hard thing, I can have this uncomfortable situation that will really help me out in my life, right? Or will help me get out of a job I don't like or help me work on this problem. It's just taking those steps to make the changes that you know are good for you. It leads to more and more decisions just like that. Because once you do one, it feels so good. It's like, what's next? Like, let's go. Let's fucking go. I got this. Here we go. Next. I'm telling you, these 20 pillars of health, I think, are so important. I'm obsessed with them. I am doing in the um in the master the mindset course that I'm doing. I am diving into all of these, but as a whole, as a real program for how to take it to the next level, how to really implement things, these things in a very practical way into your daily life and how that really will help you be superhuman. As I was designing this course about mindset and and working through all the mindset work on being in a positive headspace and eliminating the negative and going through 
going through your past and and looking at things with the best perspective, all the things. It's it's like such a heavy course. It's hard to summarize in a couple sentences. But in doing all that mindset work, I realized I absolutely had to have a chapter on health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, even though this is not the topic of the online of the mastermind of the master course at all. But it's all tied in. It's all related. If if the people in my group do these things, some of these things we talk about, they will reach like next, next levels as we get to other chapters and we talk about really setting goals, impossible goals, and then implementing the the habit system that I've created to be consistent and hit those goals. Um, this is such an important part of it and you can really fast track how you look, how you feel, and all the things you accomplish by at by strengthening your health and wellness, your, your health and wellness routine. So that's where the full organization of everything that I've learned in the past like 20 years of being obsessed with research um, kind of came to putting in this chapter in the course and putting together this podcast. Again, I'm going to post in Instagram stories each one of these thoughts on their own because I think the list can feel pretty heavy, especially because it's 20 things. That's a lot of things. And again, not to say that you have to do all of the things, but I think that if you can do the majority of them throughout a week, you will you will be obsessed with adding more and more in because you will just look and feel so good, rested, vibrant, happy. You know how different it is when you go out into the world like refreshed and not irritated and not annoyed and not exhausted and you're just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on the day. I'm ready to be out here and whatever your day it has in store, whether you're going to Disneyland and having fun with your kids or whether you have a really hard day of work because you're writing a book or you write a blog or whatever it is, you go into it with with like a next level energy if you're doing all this work on your health and your mental headspace versus if you go into any of those experiences annoyed, like even if you're going to Disneyland, but if you're irritated, Disneyland can irritate the heck out of you because there's lines, there's complications, there's, you know, messes, whatever, all the things. But it's all about the headspace that you have when you go into all these different experiences, whether it's work or fun. So I really think that by focusing in on what's the most important to you, setting up your key pillars of health and figuring out ways and figuring out how to fit it in, how to get it in your schedule so that you can integrate these things into your daily life. I'm telling you, we want to we want to set up new things so that we treat the cause of whatever feels off. Don't wait and then end up treating the sy- symptom. These key pillars will get us there. They will help you feel awesome in the short term and in the long term. Thank you so much for listening. We will be posting information soon on the master course that we'll be launching. Um, You can shoot me an email, lindsay at howtobeawesomeateverything.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. If you want to be one of the first to know about it, you can always go to howtobeawesomeateverything.com for all the things that we're doing. And you can search on there any podcast topic, um, put in a couple keywords of anything you're interested in, and you can go back and listen to past podcast episodes and dive deeper into certain topics. 
Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. And I'm so glad that you come back week after week to hit pause on life and focus on different topics, different aspects of our life, different things that I think are really worth focusing on to have overall more awesome days, awesome weeks, and awesome years. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.